With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Hey everybody, what's up? Welcome into Best on the Board, presented by Bet and GM. Michael Beller here with you on Tuesday, May 3rd. On this episode of Best on the Board, we are taking a look ahead to Wednesday night's NBA playoff games. Game 2 between the Heat and the Sixers. Game 2 between the Suns and the Mavericks. The favorites in those series, the one seeds in those series, both picking up Game 1 victory, so they will look to protect home court again and widen their lead to two nothing joining me to break down those games is james edwards and james those were um i would say if you just looked at the final score from both of those games Mm -hmm. they look as expected but i don't know if either one of them got to that final point in a way that at least i was expecting yeah i mean the heat one the heat sixers was a little bit more what i anticipated i just think that philly's in trouble um yes (laughs) Agreed. With all due respect to, to Tobias Harris, who I covered uh, here in Detroit, he if he's your leading scorer, best player, um, you're you're in a little bit of trouble. Um, and then James Harden, I, I'm starting to worry like this is the beginning of the end. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think Miami is is going to win comfortably. But yeah, the other series, Phoenix Dallas, um, w- interesting game, fun game in a way, um, chaotic game. But like you said, it's that one I'm I'm still up in the air on. I still wonder if Dallas can make that a little bit more interesting um, going forward. So I'm with you on the Heat and the Sixers, and that's where we'll start. The Heat are eight and a half point favorites in Game Two. Two hundred six and a half is the total. I'm totally with you on the Heat. I was I was surprised that the Sixers kept it as competitive as they did for as long as they did. Yeah, yeah. I, I expected the what what the Heat won by sixteen points and like yeah. that. You know that looks right. That looks right in the end. But I thought it would have been more of a uh, paced out sixteen point lead rather than a flurry that they had in the second half to build up to a 16-point lead. So I was impressed enough with what the Sixers did in the first half of that game, taking a one-point lead into halftime. But I think what we saw in the second half is more of what we should be expecting for the remainder of the series, and certainly in Game 2, where we know Joel Embiid is going to be out again. Yeah, I'm taking the 8. It's 8.5, right? Yep. I'm taking the 8.5. I don't know about if I'm taking the points, because I do wonder, like I just said, can Philly keep pace? Um are they going to be able to score? Can you anticipate 27 points from Tobias Harris again? They're going to need Tobias in the mid to high 20s to have a chance. And even then, uh, that resulted in a 16-point loss. But given Harden struggles scoring the ball, only 19 points, I just don't know where Philly's going to get its offense from. I don't trust that Harden is what we've once seen, or at least not for this series. And I think Miami is just a well-oiled machine, uh, defensively sound, offensively many weapons. I, I, I'm i going to take the 8.5. I'm going to take the... I'm going to take a clean sweep, and I'm going to take the points every time until shown otherwise. Yeah, I mean, this, like, 
we were talking about this last week. Uh, you know, we knew with even with Embiid that the that if the if the Sixers were going to win in this series, if the Sixers were going to at least make this a series, they were going to need something like the Houston Rockets version of James Harden. Yep. Not the not the full Rockets version of James Harden, but something that approached that level of scoring punch. And That's we, where they wouldn't got him. Right, and we like we. I mean, we didn't really see it in Brooklyn. We certainly haven't seen it since the trade to Philly, and it just. I mean, it, it like you said, like it, it maybe is never coming back. Like James Harden, scorer, elite level scorer. That might yeah. be a thing of the past. And if it's a thing of the past, then I mean, there is no hope for Philly in this series. And so I'm with you. I think I think the Heat win this one again convincingly. And I actually I, I kind of like the under because like, I mean this is the. Miami's defense is is really good. And what yeah, we saw in the I'm second half, I mean, right? I mean, forty one points from Philadelphia in the second half—that is ridiculous yep. by twenty twenty two NBA standards. And I mean, that's what Miami's defense brings night in and night out. And you know, we saw it in the Atlanta series. These are obviously two different teams, but I mean, Trey Young has not been that frustrated on a basketball court in a very very long time over a stretch of games. Mm-hmm. And Atlanta could do nothing offensively even the game that they won in that series wasn't like they put on an offensive showcase and so this is just a defense that you know could ultimately end up carrying Miami to the NBA finals I know neither you or I think that's going to happen but if it does end up happening it's going to be I think on the strength of the defense and then the balanced scoring and so when you when you talk about that and what Miami can do in that vein I I just think I, I think Philly's gonna have trouble getting back to 100 until and unless we see a 80, 85% version of Joel Embiid back in Philly. Yep, I'm with you. Every, everything you said were in lockstep. It's just, it's a bad matchup for Philly, uh, especially yeah. given the circumstances. I think it was a weird matchup, even if Embiid was fully healthy. Uh, oh, I shouldn't say weird. I think it would be a difficult matchup, even if Embiid was healthy. But now, like you said, man, like I think this is going to be the make it or break it summer for Harden. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, he's going to have to die, dig deep and like realize or figure out which way he wants his career to go because – I don't know if he's not in shape. I don't know if he's a lot going on. He just does not look anything like the James Harden we know. No. And if that's going to persist, Philly's in trouble. They're looking at a a comfortable sweep. Um, like you said, I'm going to take the under on the total points because I Miami's defense is just locked in. And I, 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 I'm not going to trust Tobias to score high 20s every night um, and Harden to, to, to couple that as well. So... I think we're in lockstep, man. Miami, push the under, push the points. Go ahead and bet on a sweep if it's not too late, if there's good yeah. odds. Here, here's the beauty of uh, of Miami. Uh, you know, Jimmy Butler, I think you, know, you, ask, you ask 10 uh, slightly more than casual NBA fans, uh, who's the best, like, take a look at this roster, who's the best player on it. I think most of them are going to come back and say Jimmy Butler. Maybe one or two will say Bam Adebayo. Yep. Jimmy Butler goes out, he shoots 5 for 16 from the floor, he scores 15 points, Miami wins this game by 14 because they get 25 from Tyler Hero and 24 from Bam Adebayo. Yep. And that's just, that is something that is not available to Philly. Nope. Bottom line. Nope, not at all. And and we talk a lot, like you said, the common fan would say Jimmy Butler. Hero's their best offensive player. Yeah. Um, Bam is just the perfect two-way player. Um, they just got too many options, man. And it's a scary team that's been there before. They've got individuals that have been there. They've, it's just a well-oiled machine. And one thing we can say about Philly over the last decade is it is not a well-oiled machine. No. And um, I hate to get into like the, the tanking thing on this pod, but it, it's, it's very interesting when you talk about the direction of these two teams, one team trying to be built 
as kind of like a through the draft and then adding a superpower. But it, it goes to show the culture um, and the type of players you bring in. Philly hasn't won anything, and it's showing. A lot of the players haven't won a lot. Um, and then Miami, on the other hand, they have NBA champions up and down the board. I'll be interested to see what Bam Adebayo's props look like in this game because in game one, he was posted at 18.5 points and 10.5 rebounds. He gave you 24 and 12 and uh, got to, like, again, end of game, end of the day, it looks like he just squeaked past those numbers. He was basically there halfway through the third quarter. He only played 33 minutes in this game. He'd had this uh, one well in hand in the fourth quarter. So he had basically already gotten over the 18.5, over the 10.5 in the third quarter. I actually think he did get yeah. over the 18 and a half in the first three quarters and so it'll be interesting to see I, I think those have to go up after what he did in game one and no Joel Embiid on the other side I'll be interested to see just how high they do go up because uh, this feels like a series that Adebayo maybe could have dominated with Embiid and certainly uh, is going to be uh, a very tough load for Philadelphia to handle without Embiid so as you say lockstep on this game two matchup we think the Heat cruise once again at home and take a commanding 2-0 series lead Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, game two between the Suns and the Mavericks is the nightcap on Wednesday night. Suns come away with a 121-114 to victory in game one of this series. And Dallas, you made it something of a contest in the fourth quarter. Phoenix you know, got it to a 10-point lead in the first quarter, mostly kept the Mavs at arm's length the rest of the way. So I would say that 121-114 suggests this game was a little bit closer than it actually felt like. But we kicked off the show with you saying this still feels like a toss-up to you. So uh, the line on this game is Phoenix minus 5.5, the total 216.5. That's actually gone up a point in the last half hour or so, so that's a little bit fresh. This was 5.5 uh, in Game 1 also. Mm-hmm. The Suns end up covering that by a point and a half. Uh, but a toss-up to you. What are you thinking for Game 2? It's tough because the, the Suns kind of got that perfect game that makes them the Suns, right? I mean... You get 23 from Booker, 25 and 8 from Aiton. You get the, the others, as Shaq likes to call them, the, the Crowders and the Bridges, and even Cam Johnson combining for 40 points, I think, close to 40. And then Chris Paul, being Chris Paul, 19-5-3, and three, and he didn't even have a spectacular game, but it's just such a balanced team. And yes. it's it's For as much as Dallas has tried to put together a, a switchable defense and how, how well they played defense to end the year, um, shout out to Sean Sweeney, former Pistons assistant, who's running the defense over there. There's just sometimes there's teams you run into that there's just not much you can do. And I just think Phoenix has the best team. And it's a, it's like, it's clear they have the best team. What I'm trying to say is yeah. Dallas has the best player in this series. I think, sure. I think we all would agree that. So that gives them a fighter's punch. Um, but when you have a team that is this deep and has so many different weapons that can do so many different things, they all defend it's just really tough to beat that, but you always kind of go with – there's always just that 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 feeling in the back of your head, the best player in the series will get you a game or two. 
Mm-hmm. And so I don't want to. I, I think Phoenix is going to win. If they win, it's going to be in 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 five or six. I, I'm leaning a little more towards five. Um, but in game two, I think you could see Dallas get one. I think that them playing as well as they did in the fourth might have given them just a little bit of confidence uh, to carry over into game two. I think they scored 35 in the fourth, outscored Phoenix by 10 uh, to make it a little bit closer. But those are the kind of things you need to like show. Okay. Like we can see what we can do when we do this, and Luke is just so good. So I'm gonna go Dallas in Game Two, uh, but I think that might be the last one they get. So like, no doubt about it, Dallas has the best player in the series. But then doesn't Phoenix have like players two through eight? Yes, that's what I was trying to say, but I said it the long-winded way. Yes, they have two through eight. Yeah, and and this shows Jalen Brunson, fantastic player, uh, free agent this summer. Uh-huh. This isn't a great matchup for him. Yeah, and this is something show we talk, in game one. We talked about it on yesterday's show. Uh, me, Brandon Funston, and Dan Santaramita, and me and Brandon Funston were on opposite sides of Jalen Brunson's points prop. Yes, I'm going to take the opportunity to pat myself on the back and make fun of my buddy Brandon <laughs> Funston. It was it was uh, it was nineteen and a half. Yeah. Nineteen and a half was the number, and I mean y- you saw it in the Utah series. But this is a this is just a much different beast. This yeah. is a way different defense that he's going up against. It's a much stronger perimeter defense. There's so much size on the wing. Yep. for Phoenix, and that's just that's going to make things really tough. I think for every scorer on Dallas who is not named Luca, actually, Luca gives you a forty-five, twelve, and eight, and they still were kept at arm's length for the entire night. Yeah, I'm going to switch that. Phoenix is going to win. <laughs> Phoenix is going to win game two, and it's going to be a sweep. That, a sweep. This just like you said. This just isn't like I, I was thinking about this earlier, and I don't know why I just didn't bring it up. Like you said. For Dallas to have a a chance, Jalen is going to have to be somewhat of what he was against Utah. The problem is that's not the worst. Phoenix isn't arguably the worst perimeter defensive team in the NBA. So Uh it's going to be a long night. Too many switchable guys. I mean, it's just it's there's just no way for them to to break down the Phoenix defense consistently, I think. And I think Phoenix can consistently get points on Dallas. So. I think Fien- I think Dallas is missing just and we've been saying this for a while they have a lot of good role players but they could kind of use one more guy that can really break down the defense and get a guy and and score off the dribble and they just don't have that. So, yep, I'm going to take everything Phoenix favored um in game 2. I changed my mind. There we go. I love it. That's when Dallas is going to get to the next level. They've already got the superstar. They've already got the inner circle superstar in the NBA in Luka Doncic. They need someone else to do it because you know Philly, uh, Phoenix will live with this all night. Like yeah, Luka went. Luka went for forty five, twelve, and eight, but he he went fifteen for thirty from the floor. He went four of eleven from three. And the next highest scorer was Maxi Kleber at 19. Then Dorian Finney-Smith at 15. Jalen Brunson at 13. Like Phoenix will absolutely live. With Luca going 45, 12, and 8, mm-hmm. if it means a 6 to 16 night from Jalen Brunson, a 2 to 7 night from Reggie Bullock, basically no one else, Maxi Kleber shot the ball well, but like they're, they're going to live with that. And I think they can make that happen. They can make that script happen yep. on a regular basis. So I, we're, I, once again, a spot where we're in agreement. I bet this, I, I bet this before the, um, before the series, uh, Phoenix minus two and a half uh, in games, meaning that Phoenix wins this in four or five. Um, and, and nothing that happened in game one swayed me from that opinion. And, you know, it was nice to see Devin Booker out there for 38 minutes after he was, you know, not like it was good that he got backing in the Pelican series, but he clearly was not himself. Yep. Still just seven to 20 from the yeah. floor. And you still get 121 yep. out of Phoenix. Uh, remarkable. 25 from Aiton, 23 from Booker, 19 from Paul, 13 from Bridges, 11 from Crowder, 17 from Cam Johnson. Just, again, I hate to reuse the term, well-oiled machine, man. 
So many good it's players. A, yeah, it's sort of the bow ideal uh, game from Phoenix, and we saw it in game one. I think we see it again in game two. My one play for this, Phoenix minus five and a half. I feel like it's a gift that we're not getting this bumped up at least to like six and a half, so I will happily take Phoenix minus five and a half, the best team in the regular season, by a comfortable distance, and once again, looking like that team with Devin Booker back fully healthy in that game one against the Mavericks. So uh, a lot of same page in it here on this episode of Best on the Board. Hopefully that works out for us on Wednesday. I chickened out. I tried to be different, and then I thought about it, and I was like, what am I doing? I don't want to steer the people wrong. They're gonna, you know, like I, I think Dallas gets a game. Luke, yeah, I do like, too. Lucas, Lucas, too good for them to get swept. I think they get a game, but they get that game at home, right? Yep. They, they get, they it's get three home. or four. We go back to Phoenix, wrap things up in Game Five. I'm with you. All right. Well, hopefully that ends up panning out for us well on Wednesday night because that's going to do it for this episode of Best on the Board for James. I am Michael. Thanks so much for listening. Good luck. Happy betting. We'll talk to you soon.